This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equip with Chris Brooks. I am so thrilled that you've joined me today. Can you do me a favor? Strap on your seatbelt. We're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the words of the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And with that, I welcome you to what will be a very interactive edition of Equip. For those of you who know me and know my heart, you're a veteran to this program, you know that I come to this program every day, not just as a pastor or radio uh, broadcaster, but also as a parent. And at the top of my list of priorities is passing a genuine faith down from uh, my heart and uh, my wife's heart to our children. We want to be able to model that to the best of our ability, and we recognize we're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to fall. We're going to trip on this journey of traveling in the footsteps of Jesus, trying to uh, follow the master. But we're also going to be as committed as we can to uh, not only modeling faith, but sharing the stories of our faith with our children. You know, um, I was blessed to have a phenomenal grandmother. And one of the things that I came to realize later on in her life is that the story she told me about her faith, about the faith journey of our family, and about um, her journey in life with God's word was part of my inheritance. And I remember coming to that kind of conclusion, and that really raised my appetite to get into conversations with my grandmother so that I can hear her share with me her journey with God's word and her journey of faith. And it was so rich and those stories stick with me today. Well, today we want to talk about reaching our children uh, for Jesus. We want to talk about passing our faith from one generation to the next. Now, I really want to a dovetail this conversation with what we talked about yesterday. If you were with us yesterday, you know a recent report from the CDC came out showing record high levels of sadness among teenage girls. And we talked about some of the underlying factors to that, the social media impact, the style of parenting that impacts our children, what's happening in global affairs, social isolation, and so much more. But then we begin to turn the corner and say, but what is the solution? And we landed on not only do we need to be a people of prayer, we need to be a people of the word. Well, today I got a great resource that I believe is going to enliven your time with your children around God's word. It's called Stories from the Storyteller, Life Lessons from the Parables of Jesus. And it is uh, from Jonathan Evans. And Jonathan has been a guest on the program before. He's a graduate of Dallas Theological Seminary, where he earned his master's in Christian leadership there. He's a chaplain for the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Mavericks. And he is thoroughly committed to reaching the next generation with the gospel and developing a generation of Christian leaders. Jonathan, how are you, brother? I'm doing good, Chris. How are you doing? 
Man, I'm sitting in a, an ice storm in Michigan, so I don't want to hear anything about the weather and how you're doing in that category <laughs> because we are suffering for the kingdom here. But I'm doing well, brother. I'm doing well. I appreciate you uh, carving out time. Listen, every book has an origin story. What is the origin story for stories from the storyteller? Well, you know, it's interesting. I actually did um, Stories from the Storyteller was a chapel series I was doing for the Cowboys, and I was just basically walking through the parables of Jesus Christ. We all know that he's the greatest storyteller of all time, and so I was telling them uh, those great stories in the Bible, taking them through about uh, 15 weeks of of different parables. And as I was thinking about, as I was going through that season, I was thinking about the title of that series and I really thought about how beneficial that series could be for kids. Me being uh, a man who's married to a woman who has a family now with five children, I realized <laughs> that that was a really dynamic uh, a dynamic series to really give to the kids. But how do I give it to the kids in a palatable way? How do I give it to the kids in a way that they can enjoy it, in the way that they can really sit down and hear the stories of Jesus? And it kind of it kind of started painting a picture in my mind of kids sitting Indian style, uh, listening to the greatest stories of all time. And so uh, then in my, it just got more and more creative as I thought about giving this to kids. And, and then, uh, and then, you know, Hey, here it is, you know, we have a cartoon series now that has come out of that. Um, God has developed a, a book out of that with QR codes where you can watch cartoons after you read each chapter um, and really having kids excited about the, uh, you know, the stories of Jesus Christ. So it started with the series that I was doing for uh, the Cowboys, and then it turned into a children's series that I thought would be really great for kids. Yeah, you use this kind of like a bedtime story approach. Talk about why kind of closing your day with these stories is uh, a really powerful way to, to end a day. Well, I think it's, you know, it's all about reflection. It's all about getting to the end of your day and uh, being able to come down and calm down and go back to the old school time where the parents used to tuck their kids in and read them a story uh, before bedtime. And so the last things, uh, you know, kids remember is hearing about the stories of, of Jesus Christ, which, you know, can affect your dreams, you know, some of the last things that you've been thinking about. And so we really, you know, have a little slogan that we say, man, kids are going to be begging for bedtime because they're going to realize Hey, now it's time to get Indian style. Now it's time to be together as a family. Now it's time to hear the stories of Jesus Christ, but also see the modern um, uh, cartoons at the end of those stories that where you can hear the story in cartoon form and and continue to connect uh, to the story of Jesus Christ in a modern way. And so uh, it's just it's just a great to go. But sometimes you got to go back to the old school to get things done. And uh and we feel like that's a great way to have kids begging for bedtime, but also to bring the family together. Man, there's so many questions I want to ask you about this because I, I, I really, as a dad, find it hard. I got to be honest with you. I don't know if being a pastor gives you the advantage that people assume it gives you when it comes to passing your faith down to your kids. There's so many barriers. Uh, but but just talk about what you perceive, Jonathan, to be our responsibility when it comes to parenting our children and uh, and passing the gospel down to them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Psalm 145, you know, one generation shall commend your works to another. And I think a part of those works is having them involved. Um, one of the things I loved about this project is when you watch the cartoons, um, 
that it's going to be my kids' voices. It's me and my wife. They did all the voiceovers. Um, they showed up. They they were there. They read all the scripts. I mean, they they put in the work to make an impact. And I think a lot of times our kids are watching us make an impact and they're watching what we do and they're watching us do it, but they're not really involved. They're, um, you know, you really get more impacted by how you serve someone else or what you give to someone else, not just watching someone else do it. It could become just, oh, well, that's just what my dad does. That's just what my mom does. But when they see that what they have done, when they go to the church and kids are running up to them and saying, hey, we love your cartoon. It really means a lot to us. That puts a smile on their face where they understand, hey, look at what giving, what kingdom giving does. Uh, Look at the impact it makes. And now they see impact coming from them and not just coming from me or coming from you or coming from their parents. Um, And so I think making them a part of it is a lot of times where we're failing uh, because they're just watching it and having to conform to it versus being an impact through it. Yeah, I love that. And and, and in many ways, um, what you're doing is inviting us to step into their world as well, not just them stepping into our world. Talk about the difference. Yeah, I mean, it's totally different. I mean, you know, and that's why I wanted to do this in cartoon form and come out with a children's book because it's something they're excited about. Um, A lot of the things that you have to force yourself to do as a parent are the things that you may not be excited about, but they are excited about, you know, my son wants to sit down and he wants to play Madden or he wants to sit down and, and, you know, they want to sit down and watch these cartoons. And, you know, sometimes I have no interest. I'm busy. I've got all these things to do, but stepping into their world lets them know that you value them taking the time um, to say to yourself, all right, let's go and and step into their world, let you know that not only are they included, but the things that they like to do uh, are valuable to you. And, and it's what Jesus Christ did. I mean, he stepped into our world, literally, um, and he can sympathize with everything that we've gone through. And he, he, he let us know yes. by his sacrifice that we're valuable. And I think yes. that that's what we're doing for our kids as well. And so I think that that's important. That's why I did this series. Yeah, big shout out to Right Now Media, who has the, uh, the the cartoons there. And man, this is such a well done book. Let me just say, as an aside, brother, I love the quality of this project. I love everything about it. And uh, kudos to you guys for the work that you put into this, because I think it's going to be a, a generational resource that will be a blessing to many, many families. With that said, uh, Jonathan, who do you hope picks this up and what do you hope is the result of those who engage the book and consequently the cartoon as well? Well, yeah, I mean, it's generational. So you have grandparents that have grandchildren. I know some grandparents who are raising kids. You have uh, young families that are out there that have small children that want to watch cartoons all day anyway. And you're looking for something that you can let them uh, binge on that actually feeds them something healthy. Um, You have aunts and uncles who are stepping in. Uh, You know, my brother is single, but he has (laughs) all of these nieces and nephews uh, in his life. And so when you think about kids, that's something that's a never ending story. It will always be there. Kids will always be um, coming into the world, but you want them to be impacted the right way. And so it's a resource as a gift. It's a resource for your family. It's a resource for your friends. It's a resource for anyone who wants to make an impact on kids and bring the family together. It's a resource for the single mom and a single dad um, because we want to feed our kids good things, but we want them to enjoy it while they're being fed. If you want kids that are begging for bedtime, I'm going to invite you to get a copy of this resource, this wonderful book, 
stories from the storyteller. I got to be honest with you. I, I grew up on stories like this, and I was blessed to have a family that did share these uh, these types of stories, and we can be that type of family. Jonathan and the Evans family has made it easy for us. We can every day go on the awesome adventure, along with the Evans family, of learning the stories of Jesus, interacting and engaging in real-life story time that can transform us for a lifetime. So let's do this. We're going to take a break. But when we come back, I want to take some calls from parents and grandparents out there. Maybe you have questions for Jonathan about, man, how do I engage my children in these stories? How do I get them excited? How do I have a a time around God's word? Jonathan, you make it sound so easy, but I'm facing these challenges. How do I overcome them? We're here to help you with that. Or maybe just maybe being a prayer partner with you today. I don't know if you have a prayer partner, but we would count it an honor to be your prayer partner today as we pray for the next generation, for our children, for our grandchildren, for your children and your grandchildren. Here's the number to call, 877-LIVE-675. That's 877-548-3675. Scripture says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. How do we bring the joy of the Lord to our parenting? We'll talk about that next up on Equip. When you listen to Equip, you know I love to introduce you to some incredible guests and topics. But there's one person that I want you to meet more than anyone else. His name is Jesus, and he wants to have a genuine personal relationship with you. He even died on the cross to take the punishment for all of our sins so that we can join his eternal family. It would be my honor to introduce you to Jesus today. Simply call 877-548-3675. Again, give us a call at 877-548-3675. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Do you want to take an adventure, invite your kids along to be able to learn lessons from the parables of Jesus? Well, I got just the adventure for you. It's called Stories from the Storyteller, Life Lessons from the Parables of Jesus. The book is a great bedtime storybook, but there's also the cartoon, all of it, brought to you by Jonathan Evans and his amazing family. And oh, yeah. I almost forgot to give a shout out to Tyson. Got to give a shout out to Tyson. Tyson makes a uh, plays a big role in these stories, doesn't he? Yeah, he definitely does, Chris. He plays a big role in the stories, and uh, and uh, he's fun. And so we, we all enjoy Tyson as well. Tyson is their family family dog, and and I love this. It's all about loading up as a family and experiencing and encountering these adventures. I want to go to the phone lines, Jonathan, then we'll go back to the book. But Sandy is listening in Delray Beach, Florida. Hey, Sandy, thank you so much for listening. How can we pray for you today? Oh, my goodness. Just uh, pray, I guess. Uh, I mentioned my husband and I married 25 years, uh, four years ago, became first-time parents and our 60s <laughs> of my, wow. at wow. the time, year-and-a-half-old and, a half old and uh, five-year-old nieces. So, okay. yeah, it's been a life changer. All right, so we can pray for you and your husband. Uh, man, as you're traveling that journey, I mean, most of us, Jonathan, think about becoming first-time parents in our 20s. 
maybe thirties. Uh, certainly, sixty is uh, unique. But yet, God can uh, use uh, Sandy and her husband. Can you pray for them as they adopt this uh, these these children into their home and try their best to impart faith? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we lift you up right now. We lift up Sandy. We lift up her family, her husband, the children uh, that you've given her under the sphere of her influence. We pray that you would uh, bless them indeed, enlarge their territory and walk with them. We pray, the Lord, that the, the word will not return void, that they would continue when the time is appropriate around dinner table, around the dinner table or around uh, in the den, um, just using the opportunities to, to teach their kids, guide their kids and uh, ultimately depend on you because we know, Lord, that having children is stewardship, not ownership. Mm-hmm. And we pray, Lord, for the stu- that they would steward what you have given them, but ultimately recognize that they belong to you. And so, Lord, we just pray that you would give them the energy, give them the influence, and give them the peace uh, that surpasses all understanding as, they, uh, as you guide and direct their path with their children. Lord, we pray for their children. We pray, Lord, that you would put a hedge of protection around them, that when the enemy looks at them, he sees that there's a hedge uh, there and, and that he cannot attack because of the protection that you've given them. Um, and we pray for their spiritual life, that they will continue to learn, grow, and achieve uh, based on God's word, not the world's word. We love you and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thank you so much, Sandy, for giving us a call. I want you to stay on the line. One of the ways we want to bless you uh, in this journey of parenting is with a complimentary copy of Stories from the Storyteller from uh, Jonathan Evans. And so you stay on the line. We'll get that to you, Sandy. And again, we so appreciate you giving us a call. We're going to go to the phone lines again in just a moment. But Jonathan, I mentioned earlier that sometimes parenting can feel uh, like a burden. Uh, certainly there are a lot of challenges that parents face, uh, but you mentioned in Nehemiah 8 and 10 that the joy of the Lord is our strength. How do we get the joy of the Lord in our parenting? Yeah, I think first of all, uh, realizing how much of a blessing it is. Blessed is the man who has a quiver full, uh, the Bible says. And so, you know, uh, children are the only blessing that people try to limit because it puts them to work. It means that you have to do what Jesus did and serve and sacrifice. And I think that we have to find joy not only in uh, serving and sacrificing at work or serving and sacrificing in our marriages, but serving and sacrificing for our children, recognizing that the saga of a nation is only the saga of its families written large. So we all have a, a part to play in the healing uh, of our families and the healing of our communities and the healing of our nation in the healing of our churches. And I think that starts with not, um, you know, allowing children to be second class or second place uh, citizens in our, in our culture and also in our churches. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, we just, you know, use the children, uh, you know, Jesus said the kingdom is for such as these, you know, and so we, we need to be looking at them to interpret our joy. Look at that kid smiling through the things that they're going through. Look at that kid and how they joyously, um, um, respond to you when you come home. Look, look at look at how they do things, and respond accordingly. And so we we really have a great opportunity to learn from them, but also from them to learn the right things from us. So good, that is so good, man. You you just dropped like three or four nuggets of truth, as you always do every time you're on. And I'm over here just writing down some of these sayings. But I love what you just said. Uh, children are the only blessing 
that we try to limit. And we certainly are in a culture, in a society that tries to limit that. And I think a lot of it, Jonathan, is changing our worldview, seeing our world through the lens of Scripture instead of through the lens of culture. And when we do, children are we see children as a blessing and not as a curse. We see them as a blessing and not as a burden. And so I'm grateful uh, for your wisdom there. Let's go back to the phone lines, if you don't mind. Let's go to uh, Carmen, who's listening to us as well in Florida. Thank you so much for listening. How can we pray today? You're welcome. I just called in because I have an eight-year-old she loves to read. And I sent for that book. I listen, in, I listen to you every day. And I already send it. I can't wait to <laughs> the book to be here. Because since she's beginning to read, read around six and a half years, and now she's eight, she's been reading and reading. And I couldn't wait for her to start reading because I wanted wow. to read the Bible. And I bought her a, a Bible, like a cartooning Bible, but a big one that, from Genesis to, to Apocalypse. Wow. <laughs> and she's been reading it. And she loves God. She's a... Singing church, she's, she's a precious. She's my adopted daughter. Well, first off, Carmen, she is blessed to have you as a mom. You sound like a great mom, and look at you, overachiever, already ordered the book and everything. Well, here's what we're going to do. I still want to give you a complimentary copy of the book, and maybe you can pass it on to another family. You sound like you would do that for us, and I would love for you to bless another family that you know would read it. And how blessed are you to have an eight-year-old who loves to read already? Jonathan, as I listen to Carmen share about her adopted daughter, her love for her, and how she's invested in her life, I think about your book. Give us a sense for families who are listening. What age range did you write this for? Well, yeah, I mean, so my my four year old stares at it without blinking, and then it goes all the way up to my my fourteen year old who also does the same thing. I say they look like cartoons while they're watching the cartoon. Their <laughs> eyes are bugged out and their mouth is wide open, um, and, and so uh, they they totally enjoy it in that age range. It's kind of a a big age range because it has all of my kids in it who are acting out in those ages, and so I think that. When you get to the beginning of the teenage years, all the way down to, to really little kids, um, it captivates them pretty well. And so I think that all can enjoy. Well, bravos to Carmen. And Father, we just pray for her daughter. We pray that that love for reading would um, continue to develop, but that it would be outmatched by love for Jesus, that she would love you most of all, and that even more she would know your love for her I pray that Carmen and her daughter would have a close relationship, Lord, and that you would bless their relationship as mother and daughter, not only in this season, but in the seasons that lie ahead, Lord, that, uh, Lord, they would find themselves rejoicing in light, precious faith uh, until you return or until you call them home. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You know, yeah. as as I think about um, what you just said, Jonathan, this is something, a resource from 8 to 14, 15, however old. But I, I would love for you to share a little bit about uh, what you've seen in parenting about the benefits of getting them young. Because it seems to me, in particular with my boys, what I'm seeing is that, man, if you don't get them by 12, it's not that they can't be reached, 
but it is a different challenge. Maybe it's true for that age or girls as well. But why is it so important that we engage them young? Yeah, because you don't want to try to mold the clay when it's dry. You you want to try to, to get them when they're the most moldable and babies start out with nothing in their minds other than what they see and what they learn and what they hear from their mm. parents. And so um, as you continue to build those connectors towards Christ, towards uh, moral values, towards consistency, not complacency, towards uh, you know, um, understanding to work through things. I mean, there's so many things on the, on the scale of uh, understanding when it comes to life. Uh, but really, you know, things are even caught better than they're taught. And I think having parents that, or a parent that lives the example um, and also speaks what they live, I think that's the thing that helped me with my dad and mom, is that what he preached from the stage was no different than what I saw at home. Yeah. And a lot of times what parents will say and what they will do will conflict with one another. And that starts at a very young age. And so I think the less confusing we are and the more consistent we are, we place those um, those connectors of consistency in their minds from an early age. And uh, we're also showing them that, um, you know, what you do should speak so loud that I don't have to hear what you say. And so. I think that 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 is the the key ingredient of starting as early as possible. And that's why, you know, Bunny, that's her nickname is Bunny, uh, Jade Winter Evans. She's my four-year-old. and She's also in the cartoon and did all the voiceovers. So that was work, but we got her to do it. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) and she really enjoyed being a part of that process and smiled every time she saw the microphone. So those things are all a part of the, the, the schematic design and blueprint of life. Thanks to Kanika, thanks to Kelsey, Jonathan II, Camden, Kyler, and Jade Winter. You can join them along with their pet dog, Tyson, on this great adventure. It is stories from the storyteller, life lessons from the parables of Jesus. We'd love for you to get your hands on it. Go to our website, equipradio.org. It's equipradio.org. We're going to take more of your calls after this short break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks, having a fascinating conversation with Jonathan Evans about passing our faith from one generation to the next, molding the clay before it dries, as Jonathan put it, shaping the hearts of our children for a heart for God. I want to say thanks to our partners who every day pray for us, who listen, who support us financially because we couldn't be here if it were not for God's grace expressed through your generosity. So thank you to Yolanda from Ohio, to Sandra from Ohio as well. Stephanie from Florida, really appreciate you. Tom in Indiana, also Dennis in Illinois, and Alan in Ohio, and Larry in Florida. You guys are awesome. So grateful for your support for the program. Maybe we've been a blessing to you and The ministry has really enriched and encouraged your heart every day as we equip Christians to more effectively live, share, and defend their faith. Can you stand with us today? Um, I think the statistic is true that for every one person who financially supports a ministry like Equip, 10 are listening that have never supported before. And so maybe you've been looking for your opportunity to do that. We want to make it as convenient as possible for you to do that. So today could be the day. 
for you to express your generosity and to help us to partner with you to reach your community with the good news of Jesus. Can you call this number 888-644-4144? That's 888-644-4144. Or go to our website, equipradio.org. While you're at the website, you'll see a link to Jonathan Evans' YouTube channel. That's where the cartoons can be found for stories from the storyteller. Also, the book is what we're featuring today. You can learn how to order a copy of the book at our website as well. I want you to give an opportunity to mention Todd Hampson. Who is Todd, and how did he play a role in the book, Jonathan? Yes, Todd is our uh, is our illustrator, and so he... He, uh, uh, Tim Buck Tunes is his company and, uh, he, he illustrated the book and, uh, illustrated the cartoons. And so he plays a big hand and has been my partner in making sure we get this done and make it, making sure it looks as professional as possible and, and done in a great, with great animation. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, I'm tempted to compare it to other resources that families are familiar with, like Odyssey or VeggieTales. But I'll, I'll just simply say it is of the same, Quality, and that's one of the things I appreciate uh, is that you're you're not going to have to worry about is this engaging, is this artistic enough, is this creative enough? It is creative, it's compelling, and I think that you're going to find that you enjoy it as well. Because I got to tell a little secret, Jonathan. While I'm engaging my kids in children's resources, I'm growing into faith as well. Yeah, that, that's exactly what's going to happen. Is you, it reminds you of the stories. It reminds you how great of a storyteller Jesus was and is with his uh, parables and his life and uh, and how we're able to really connect uh, with the kids of today, with the stories from yesterday that still have all the truth you need for the for today. And so yeah. um, it's, it's, it's a great resource to grow uh, both children and adults. Let's go to Karen, if you don't mind. She's listening in Ohio. We love our friends in Ohio. Hey, Karen, thank you so much for listening. How can we pray for you today? Um, I'm glad to be on, glad to hear from both of you. This is my first time ever calling into any show. <laughs> um, but I listen, yeah, I listen to Equip often, especially when I'm driving. Yeah, that's um, a blessing. My grandchildren have a hard time sleeping and have insomnia sometimes. Mm. Um, two little girls. Um, and I was thinking sometimes when I have a hard time sleeping, I go, I get up. If, if I'm just not going to go to sleep, I get up and I read my Bible. And I find that that comforts me, that puts my mind in a good place, and, and I just go to sleep naturally. Yeah. And so I was thinking, I wonder if these books could help them when they're finding it difficult to sleep in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, one is in fourth thir- fourth grade and the other is in sixth grade. And I'm wondering if it's something that they might be able to uh, <laughs> to use as a yes. re- re- retracking their thinking and their minds and um, being able to go to sleep again. Yeah. Well, first off, Karen, let me just say for a first time caller, you did fantastic. That was a great first-time call. You would think that you were a professional caller. So you did a great job. Secondly, I think, Jonathan, I'm going to let you take that that softball. Uh, I think I know the answer, but what would you say to Karen's question? Could this be a, a help for her granddaughters who struggle at times with insomnia? 
Well, I think that a lot of times what what reading does is it does slow things down. It does calm you down um, versus, you know, anything that's, uh, you know, physical activity. So I think that doing reading, reading in your bed and really putting good things on the shelf. So if they're having trouble sleeping, if you're going to be awake, let's put good things on the shelf. And let's also use the uh, the exercise of reading to and reflection uh, for the purposes of calming. And so I think that that works, does work for a lot of people from a medical standpoint, I wouldn't be able to answer that question. Uh, but, uh, I do understand that, that reading is a calming thing. And if we're going to be awake, let's put good things on the shelf. And these are the greatest stories ever told. Well, I would say this too, Jonathan, so many studies and reports are coming out. This insomnia among kids is actually a phenomenon that's happening across a generation. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's associated with teenagers, cell phones, tablets, social media use. If we don't have limits on that, it, it, it will cause that. If we're letting those devices into the bedroom at night, uh, very mm-hmm. little can go well with that formula. Um, so there's a lot of advice around that. Now, these grandchildren sound a little bit younger, but yet the phenomenon of insomnia is uh, a generational thing and a lot of thing, a lot of contributing factors to that. But there are also reports that show that sleeping instead of technology, I'm sorry, reading before sleep instead of technology actually has a dramatic impact on peace levels. And it reduces mm-hmm. anxiety. And so I think you're right. I mean, you being able to, to do this with your grandchildren is a phenomenal, phenomenal gift. And I'm just going to say one more thing, Karen. My mother, who I love, and I wouldn't label my mom as technologically savvy, uh, but yet she uses uh, an app. My brother lives in Atlanta. So he's uh, he's in the South. We're up here in Michigan. But she every night with her grandchildren are able to connect with them and uh, talk about Bible stories with them, engage them in Bible trivia and all these things. And I just think it's awesome that she's leveraging technology that way. I bring that up to say maybe you're not in the same room with them. Maybe you can use this app if they don't live with you. If they live with you, great. But if they don't, don't think that you still can't read to them because you really can. There's so many ways to do that today. Karen, you stay on the line. We're going to bless you today by getting you a complimentary copy of Stories from the Storyteller. And you can use this as a way of engaging your children, your grandchildren before bedtime. And also during those day hours while they're awake, why don't you have them check out the cartoon as well? We have links to Jonathan's YouTube channel on Facebook, on Twitter, on our pages there, as well as uh, on our website, Equip Radio at Equip Radio. Father, we pray for Karen. We pray for sweet sleep for her grandchildren, that they will be able to rest in you, knowing that you are the Prince of Peace. And I pray that you would give them the peace that surpasses all understanding that guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I pray that these children would love you at an early age, Lord, and that they would serve you for the rest of their lives. And I pray that their sweet grandmother will play such a powerful role in their lives that you would allow this resource uh, that Jonathan has uh, really blessed us with to be able to be used as a tool 
for helping to develop a heart for Jesus in their lives. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Jonathan, how how did you go about deciding what to include in the book? Well, yeah, so uh, it started out, like I said before, with the the series that I was already doing uh, for the Cowboys. And so I took those parables, some of them, you know, the most famous one, the parable of the talents, uh, the parable of uh, all of these different uh, great parables in the Bible that you were so aware of. But then um, really diving into the ones that I felt like I could create a great uh, modern story out of. You think about uh, uh, the prodigal son and me being able to create a story of a theme park and the kids wanting their tokens early. Um, and they, <laughs> they, 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 they spent all of their tokens uh, before in 10 minutes before we got to even enjoy the park. And they had to kind of uh, uh, suffer through that. And so just using those stories, but those are actual real stories that happen in our family is that their impatience when we went to the theme park, they, they shot off and spent all their stuff in, in, in 10 minutes. And so, <laughs> and so I'm able to think about the parables of Jesus Christ, but actual real stories that have actually happened in our family. So you'll see, um, as you go through this book or look at the cartoon, you're looking at at real stories. You know, they've been hammed up a little bit because it's a cartoon, but you're looking at real stories that connect with real stories uh, of the stories of Jesus Christ um, that are happening in our family. So that's how I was able to come up with the content. We have so much content in our family that matches God's word. So talk a little bit uh, about wilderness wisdom. Uh, story number three, what's going on there? Yes, I'm trying to remember. There's so many of them. Wilderness wisdom. Oh, there it is. So that that's um, um, you, you got to make sure that you are paying attention and that you're building your life based on the instructions. Okay. So when yes. you think about Matthew seven, when you think about uh, building your house on a sand versus uh, building your house on on the rock, uh, you know, we we came up with a story where we're going camping and we're building tents and. I gave them the instructions on how to build it, but they're not really paying attention. And, uh, you know, Tyson and J2 were paying attention, but nobody else was. So when it was time to go camping, Tyson and J2 used the word they got from their dad. They took notes and they built it the way that it was supposed to be built. Everybody else just threw the tent up. And uh, when the storm came, it went blowing away. But Tyson and J2 were in there just, you know, playing cards and playing dominoes while everybody else was drenched in the rain uh, (laughs) because they built it based on a fundamental word. They didn't leave anything out and they didn't uh, act like it wasn't a big deal. And a lot of people want to avoid the storms in life. And it's not that J2 and Tyson avoided the storm. They were in it, but they had built something sturdy. And a lot of people uh, are, are not building based on God's word. They're building based on sand, human opinion. They're building based on wow. culture. They're building based on feelings. They're building based on all of these different things. And so they get caught in the rain like the other characters did uh, instead of being dry while, while it's raining. Friends, hopefully you can see these are lessons for life. These will not just be stories that your children will hear and forget, but they will be ingrained in their heart. And I keep referring back to my grandmother. I keep referring back to my mother. I could refer back to so many of the adults in my life uh, that have taught me lessons. I quote my dad kind of like you quote your dad, uh, Jonathan, because, uh, you know, I had a parabolic, I have a parabolic dad who always is saying parables or proverbs to me. 
And uh, those life lessons stick with me today. So I bring that up just to simply say what we're what you're doing in providing this resource is giving parents a tool that will instill the wisdom of God in the hearts of their children or grandchildren for a lifetime. And I do want to say a big shout out to grandparents because you play such an important role in the life of your grandchildren. Friends, go to the website, equipradio.org, order your copy of Stories from the Storyteller. I'll be right back. You know, I've heard that for every one person that sends a gift to support Equip, there are probably 10 others that don't. But I can tell you this, we deeply appreciate every single one of you who support this program. Your impact is huge. Maybe it's been a long time since you've contacted Equip, or maybe you've never responded. Isn't it time to call? Here's the number, 888-644-4144 or equipradio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. I want to say thanks to those of you who have been praying uh, for our state here in Michigan. You guys know I've talked about it a lot, uh, my connection to Michigan State University. This week has been full of ministry on campus. On Tuesday night, I had the privilege of being able to uh, share the gospel and to lead an event. Uh, for about 130 or so student athletes. We've been working with uh, local churches and campus ministries there in East Lansing, Michigan, back there tonight with a group of students as well to talk about grief, loss, lament, and the hope of the gospel. So I do covet your prayers. I ask that you be praying for me. Uh, My good friend Abdu Murray is going to be joining me as well as we take the most pressing questions that these students have on their hearts as well and point them to the answers given in the Word of God. So please keep us in your prayers. Continue to pray uh, for God to bring beauty from ashes at Michigan State University. Also, I want to say thanks to Terrence, who supported the program today. Such a blessing to have uh, the support of friends and partners. You make a huge difference. For those who do want to stand with us, like Terrence from Tennessee did today, dial the number 888-644-4144. Let's go to Darwin, who's listening in Indiana. Hey, Darwin, thank you so much. It's always good to get a call from a Hoosier. It is great uh, that you're listening as well. How can we pray for you today, Darwin? Uh, right now, you know, matter of fact, we talk about going to that storm, and I'm in the storm. But you know what? I, I thank God for um, Tony Evans and, and many other ministers, and it's, sure. it's totally been a blessing to see what they had went through, you know, losing their mom around Christmas time and, you know, facing, you know, facing my dad who passed away. And then I'm looking at my mom who's sick and my wife who's uh, got lupus. She's being sick. And then, you know, my son, he hadn't given his life to the Lord yet. And I can remember I was one of the uh, a family of, of believers where, you know, yes. and, uh, you know, I always put the Bible tape in when my kids were real little, you know, but, uh, you know, it, it's to a point where I'm, I, I'm familiar with the word, you know, and I realized that we're going to go through storms. We're going to go through death. That's something that's just going to happen. And so, you know, I just want John to know how uh, impact they have it's been made in my family to watch a family who, you know, pray for That's their great. mom to come to and, and then hear his sermon 
how he talked about, you know, this. Otherwise, he would like, to me, he would like saying, God knows what he's doing, and this is God's will, and, and, and they accepted it. And, you know, and to see a family like that, it's totally been a blessing to me personally. And so I just want you to pray uh, for me and uh, tell your dad, keep preaching the truth, and you keep doing the thing, and just pray for me. You know, as I say, I'm going through a storm right now. My mom will do that. Yeah, well, Darwin, you're a blessing, and Jonathan, I, I can only imagine it has to do your heart good to know that God has used your family, even through the storms of life, to be such a blessing to families like Darwin and so many others. There's so many things we could be praying for, but I think at the top of his request today is for his son to uh, give his life to Christ. Would you mind praying for Darwin for us today, Jonathan? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we lift up Darwin right now. Uh, we lift up his son, um, and we're praying for salvation. We pray that the Spirit of God will bo- go before us, uh, Lord, and draw him unto himself. Lord, we just pray, Lord, for enlightenment. We pray, Lord, that you would continue to uh, put the people in his life to plant the seeds. Lord, we pray that that seed will take root and grow, and that not only will he be saved by believing, but he will continue to be in the process of being saved, taking on the righteousness that he will receive. Lord, we're praying in faith, believing, uh, Lord, that Darwin's son is going to come to faith. And we're uh, praying, Lord, that we would be consistent, be steadfast and unmovable, and know that that will not go in vain as we continue to surround Darwin's son, as we continue to uh, uh, feed your word to him. But ultimately, we know that the saving work of Jesus Christ is not us saving Darwin's son, but you saving Darwin's son. Lord, we're vehicles. Help us to be good vehicles that show the way, that show the light, and that um, and that he'll have uh, repentance, and not only repentance, but repentance that bears fruit. We love you and we honor you. We give you the praise and glory, and we put Darwin's son in your hands today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, brother, you're a blessing. There's so many questions we didn't get to, so much ground that we could have covered, so you're going to have to come back again. But thanks for making these resources, the books you've written to encourage us as men, the sermons you've preached, and uh, the ministry you have to, to families and so many. And now, hot off the press, stories from the storyteller, life lessons from the parables of Jesus. Thanks for carving out an hour to be with me, Jonathan. Thank you, man. It's always great to be with you, Chris. Our, our, guys, I want to encourage you to check out the cartoon as well. Go to the website. It's there uh, for the YouTube channel. It's also on Facebook and Twitter on our pages. Friends, great resource for you, for your children, for your grandchildren, whether it's one or two or a big family, like five or six. Uh, this resource will be a blessing to them. And know that every day we're praying for the salvation of your children and your grandchildren, that they will come to love the name of Jesus. Friends, until we're together again next time, as always, remember, Equipped with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Hey there, friends. Chris Brooks here. Women in ministry is a topic that generates a lot of questions like what does the Bible teach about women ministering in their homes and even in the church? We're going to talk about how a woman can discern her calling with a veteran panel of women leaders on the next edition of Equip. 
Listen live weekdays at 1 Eastern, noon Central on the Moody Radio app or EquipRadio.org. 